When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, Megan, Blaze coming to you live as the Avs defeat the Philadelphia Flyers 3-2. to two. Felt a little clinchy at times, didn't feel great at times, but at the end of the game, I think everyone pretty happy with that one. It was down to the wire there. They uh, Flyers had some good chances at the end there. <laughs> they did, but uh, you know where they didn't go? In the back of the net. Correct. Except for once. Except for that one. Except for that, <laughs> that one, one, and I got look, it close. That's why you score three, that's okay? Right. That's right. That's that right. goal means nothing to <laughs> anyone, except for the person who scored it padding his stats, all right? That's all. It's all that matters. Uh, yeah, let's do these winter shots before they get warm. <laughs> hey. Two wins in a row. I can't. Yeah, I I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Real Jaeger. Oh, it's so much better. Uh I, again, with the lineup the Avs have, I think this is a reasonable expectation of a game. I, I don't know if I would say they brought their A game tonight, but B plus, A minus. Yeah, everyone was doing pretty good. That's how you got to put it, right? Like Frankie had some like little hiccups and everything. It was a little skate shaky at times. But, but these are the ways that they're going to win right now when you don't have all of your high-end talent in the lineup, right? It's not going to be this high-end where you're just going to go out and outscore your opponents. It's going to be this grindy, mucky kind of hockey. Yep. And they know that. Yeah. They, they, they're playing into that to a certain level. Uh, and, you know, expectations are what they are. That's why you're seeing lines like the Comfer, Cogliano, O'Connor line for as much as it was together tonight get a lot of minutes. It's just where they're at. Megan, do you like it? Absolutely. And if you evaluate it period by period, which we're going to do, yep. there are some really positive takeaways in that second that even though you maybe don't love the third period and the first is just okay, that second period really redeems a yeah, lot that, of this whole game. Agreed. That second period was solid by the abs. Yep. Uh, 60 second rundown. I guess I'll just take it because I always forget to assign it to someone <laughs> unless someone I, wants I it. I took notes, so I, I will oh, do it. it. I will oh, volunteer myself <laughs> to do you it. You had me at the word I. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. 
All right, first period, that first goal, uh, they lost the face-off. It led to a shot attempt. Taves attempted to clear it and turned it over to Cam York. Just a fluky goal. They couldn't capitalize on two power play chances, but they controlled possession. It was an overall okay period. Second period, Logan O'Connor, great play, moved it up the boards to Comfer, who found Taves on the rush with a slick backhand pass to Taves. He scores. And then uh, they capitalized on a turnover at their own blue line, and EJ fished it up ice to Lackanen, who scored shorthanded. Overall, that second period, I know we'll get more into it, they dominated the possession game and generated a lot of chances. Then in that third, it started to level out. Uh, Midway, Avs won a faceoff, and Lekkonen retrieved the puck along the boards, passed it back to Comfer in the front of the left circle. He kicked it to, from his skate to himself and then scored. Then under that four-minute mark, Flyers pull their goalie, uh, score an empty net goal, but the Avs hang in there and win 3-2. Did well you like done. practice that yeah, too? She had that. Like, down. what's going on here? Like, you're like timing it. Oh, gotta take out a word here. <laughs> well done, indeed. Yeah, awesome. Let's rewind it back to that first period. Again, this is really a period that the only problem I have with it is they didn't convert on the power play opportunities they got. The rest of it, was it their best period? No. Was it an effective, functional period? Yeah. Uh, the goal, I guess, you know, say you could say win the face-off, right? Don't put yourself in a situation to take a defensive zone face-off. But the goal itself is a shot from the point that gets deflected on the way in. Frankie makes the save, takes a funny bounce. It's hopping. Taves gets a piece of it, but just it just bounces enough that he kind of fluffs it. Right. I, I really don't know what more the Avs could have done there. I mean, even the way it went in, it was like yeah. a part of a stick got it and yeah, it flips it into the back. It just flips to the top yeah. end. That's the type of stuff that you you live with, certainly. You don't ask them to prevent, excuse me, ask them to prevent stuff like that. Which I want to get into here. We've seen the Avs struggle to score, certainly through the first... 25 minutes of this game, the Avs were struggling to put pucks into the net. How? Whoa, that's loud. Uh, Anyway, how do the Avs stay mentally tough here? Because I think the Avs do deserve a lot of credit in this game for mentally keeping themselves in it. What keeps them going when they aren't getting bounces on a night like tonight? Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, I know. The yeah. music came blared in. Well, I think there's a lot of positives to take away. Looking at St. Louis game, now this Philadelphia game, knowing they're not at 100%, but even the return of Nachushkin and Lekkonen, in one game after their initial return, they both took huge strides forward and shook off a lot of rust that yep. you can expect that to continue. Like Nachushkin, even though you know he doesn't score, score a goal tonight, looked great. Arturi okay. Lekkonen obviously also <laughs> looks great. Yeah. And so you could just expect that to start to ramp up for both of those two players who've already been a huge help that even though these have been narrow wins, you have to feel good moving forward that it gets a little bit easier from here. Still a lot of challenges and still definitely video to break down and learn from, but it does feel like help is on the way, even just with Nuchushkin and Lekkonen getting back to form. So is it that easy mentally that they can just look down the bench right now when they're down one nothing and go, yeah, we got the weapons. It's fine. I, I mean, I think the other part of that is just like you look at the game tonight and there's this positive starting out puck possession time. True. right? Like the, all those things kind of build up. And as Jared Bednar is probably talking to him is like, 
this is working. We're doing the right things. Goals will happen as long as we're playing our game the right way. And they were. I mean, they, they were pretty good defensively as well. Yep. I mean, again, we talked about that first goal in the first period. But other than that, they were keeping a very clean in front of the net kind of area throughout the whole game. So yeah. I think a lot of it is just like your process is there. The goals will come. Agree. And I talk about the third period in a little bit, but for the first two periods, certainly, I don't know how you can really have any complaints about the, the underlying process. It yeah. was just, it was good quality hockey. You were seeing some of the same storylines of the Avs opportunities weren't falling for them early. We don't really need to go over it in depth again, because <laughs> thankfully they broke out of it, but it really is incredible. And, and I know I'm reiterating this, but I even got a DM about it. The, the bottom six feels so much better because you have those guys in your top six that are pushing people down. You you see the play from a foodie, from a Houdon, and it looks a whole lot more comfortable when you're not asking that dude to defend the other team's best players. It's it's just the reality of the situation. Let's, let's start with these guys because didn't end up on the score sheet, but... Who did you guys like from the Avs' bottom six? I'm so biased. I, <laughs> I really... You know what name is coming here. <laughs> yeah, well, so here's the thing. I was going to say three names, oh, and you could guess who all three of them are. I for sure. But I wanted to give... So Foodie, obviously, is one of them. Foodie has done, though, what I have expected him to do, so I'm happy to see him continue building his confidence. Like, there are still some shortcomings there, but... You look at, he's just such a visible puck carrier. When the puck is on his stick, he, is, he controls possession because he just skates away with it, right? And so it's the decision-making a little bit now and hoping he builds a little bit more confidence, too, yeah. uh, in the offensive zone. Uh, Charles Houdon, kind of similar story. Seeing the scoring chances, just not finishing. But some good creative looks from him, too. And then the other that I haven't given a lot of credit to yet is Ben Myers because he's had a couple rough outings, and I thought he looked much better tonight. And it looks like he's also one who's starting to feel more comf uh, comfortable and confident out there. And he's involved in some of the playmaking that's happening within the bottom six. And I'm really glad to see that from him, too. I mean, I know he's not scoring, <laughs> but it is Houdon. Like, it's not, <laughs> but it's not just that. It's like the threat that he brings. Like, you saw, even in the third period, we talked about it, right? He toe drags around two guys, makes a shot. That's one of his two shots on net mm -hmm. tonight. But it, even away from the net, he has a takeaway. He has a few hits on players along the boards. Like he is being like impactful in other ways as well as just not scoring, but right. doing the things that nah, he has to do well, on the hey, bottom so six. We gotta test it. Hold on. I gotta we gotta do a <laughs> test here. Such a good little <laughs> If you will suddenly like Charles Houdon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you like him? Houdon looks better from <laughs> I think the this is actually a very mean segue. But I think the baseline, too, is what we've seen in other call-ups in this position not do. Mm. And I don't want to name this drop. This I actually agree yeah. with. Yeah. Anton Bleed, yeah. Jason Magna. Like, no shame to those men or the, their work ethic. But this is the type of thing that Bednar was looking for, and Charles Houdon is bringing that. Yeah. And to be clear, like, I have zero problem without Charles with how Charles Houdon has played. I think he's done very very well for the abs <laughs> i just have a particular <laughs> sticking point about his inability to finish and and look it's 
the Avs are healthy enough where them having a good night and not finishing is now good enough yeah. for them to be able to win the hockey game, right? They don't need those guys to play above their head and, and be scoring goals and things like that. They just need them to have good shifts and not lose the game. So it, it feels so much better. Oh, 100%, right? Like a week ago, like when you're asking those guys to yeah, score right. against yeah. the top six, right. it's like, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a reason why they're not playing in the NHL in the top six right now. Like, yep. <laughs> just uh that tough ask to yeah, say the yeah. least for a bunch of guys who have minimal games at that level so i get charles has like uh, over a hundred but he's a known entity yeah uh we are brought to you by the amazing people over at illegal pete's highly recommend you get over there uh get your burritos also show up for happy hour 3 to 6 p.m they got margaritas which you can get a great deal on during happy hour jump on that if you're looking for a, a Christmas present, $100 gift card to Illegal Pete's, when you buy one, they'll throw in 25 extra bucks free so you can get yourself some tasty burritos. The, the Illegal Pete's queso is legendary. You got you to gotta get in on it. There's one just a couple blocks down from the bar that everyone goes to. So Yeah, yeah. Do they have uh, taco burritos there? Look, <laughs> 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 uh, We got the party bus coming up for the 17th, right? Maybe... Show up early, go down to Illegal Pete's, get dinner, because it's way cheaper than dinner at the stadium. Mm. Then you come here, then it's party bus time. P.S., if, even if you already have a ticket to the game, just 25 bucks to get a party bus ticket. You ride to and from the game, you get free beers on the bus, it literally pays for itself, because parking down there is 20 bucks and then a beer. You're you're saving it's 20 money. bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. With the arena prices, you're saving big money on that one. So be sure to go check that out at the DNVR locker. Mostly just tickets for the uh, the people who already have tickets to the game left, but there are a couple of seats left where you can get tickets as well. So you can come be part of the Avs DNVR game gang watching the game in the arena. So if you want to get in on that, be sure to check it out. Again, head on over to the DNVR locker. Or uh, check out the tweet from the DNVR Avalanche account. There's a link in there. Uh, also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, that beer that you'll be drinking for free on the bus. Over eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar as we're you know planning on partying before and after the game, too. So come down, have a few of those. If you want it at your local liquor store, use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Second period of this hockey game. This second period felt like the Colorado Avalanche to me. The team that comes out, responds to adversity or competition or whatever you want to call it, and is just the better hockey team. It was not particularly close in the second period. These were teams that looked of different calibers, to say the least. You get in, you end up with a goal. Can we put some respect on JT Confer's name for this oh, play? What a beautiful pass. <laughs> You like there's a reason these guys are middle six players compared to bottom six. They yeah. have that talent. Yeah, you got to like everything that was going on in that second period. Like you were talking about the first half of it. They didn't score, but they had a lot of scoring chances. They also were taking care of the defensive zone. They were clearing out everything. Everything was along the boards and transition game was real quick during the second period. And uh, and then, yeah, having Taves jump in with that JT Confer. Pass was it was such a great move. It, you know, JT basically draws the attention of both defensemen, and Taves just flies down around, and it's a beautiful little pass underneath. 
it's it makes sense too, right? The Avs need a little bit of goal scoring from anyone not named Miko Rantanen. Realistically, who are you looking at <laughs> on this roster? Defense. You're looking at the defense. Yeah, exactly. Line two. Line two. <laughs> <laughs> I will get there. But the defense has always been that auxiliary scoring for yeah. this, the way the Avs are constructed, regardless of injuries. It's the Kale McCars and Devon Taves that you're really looking at to help give you that boost. Yeah. Taves, only his second goal of the year, but finally buries one for the Avs. Yeah, hopefully this helps with his confidence. I mean, he's had quite a few chances, just hasn't been able to bury it. Um, so, you know, hopefully this kind of just kind of kickstarts the goal scoring as well, because he is a defenseman that will jump into the play. Megan, I left uh, the O'Connor room open for you if you want to give him credit there, because I, I mean, think I he love deserves the play. some. Yeah, that yeah. starts in the D zone and makes this whole thing possible. And honestly, that's sort of part of the abs formula and process that we're talking about was so well in the second period and that's part of it it's how they start offense in the defensive zone and it starts with being opportunistic being smart about it though you don't want to get over aggressive and i think that's exactly how that play shapes out and i'm happy for everybody involved <laughs> except for megan's a little concerned about the flyers being interested in it. <laughs> we had this theory that there are just so many redheads that if JT played well, they would take him. Just steal so, him away. And JT did play well. We're like, oh, no, JT, they're going to keep you. I don't know how that works. The but. scouts are just like, hmm, yeah, that looks like that would be I can't good. put my finger on what it is, but we like this guy. I like something about this guy. It's like a red car, right? It just looks faster. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give credit to JT Cobb for though, because he has been playing up in the lineup for a while now, and that is a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And it was an important game for him to step up tonight, and I'm glad that he did. Yep. Yep. No goals from Miko Rantanen. I've still got Scrub. to the magic number three. So I mean, awesome though, right? Like this is the thing that we were talking about. Like you can't just rely on one player to score all of your goals. Yep. And what do they do tonight? They change it they, up. They score with three different dudes. Yep. Uh, not the orthodox way to win the special teams battle for the Avs tonight. By not doing. <laughs> <laughs> they go over three on the power play. Mm. They do kill both penalties, but they also pick up the shorthanded goal. On, uh, on the one hand, it's very avalanche, right? You know the Avalanche are going to skate you into the ground. You know they have great skaters. Lucky beats a guy to a puck. Works out. On the other hand, is this why the Flyers are bad? <laughs> it's That's one secret I'll never tell. Like we, I guess we don't really know, right? Because even St. Louis, like St. Louis is a struggling team. Flyers kind of struggling team. These wins, they're scraping them out. You don't want to be too elated with it because of that reason that like this is their backup goaltender. You don't want to get too carried away, right? Yep. But a win's a win. A win is a win. I mean, the other thing with the Flyers is just the talent level that you have. You you know, there's just not much there right For now. For sure. Like it, it's in a total rebuild. So yeah, you, the Flyers are asking to be competitive with the Avs in their current state. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is, right? Like if you look at it, it's like asking the Avs to like win a Stanley Cup with the team yeah, that they have right it's now. It's like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like you'll be competitive, you'll win some games, but you're going to lose a lot. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, just the reality for bad teams sometimes. Uh let's talk about Lecky here because yes, he does score that goal. It's great work from him. 
pretty soft from Sandstrom, to be honest. Uh, the second goal of the game that beats him five hole. There Another wasn't, five hole goal. And there wasn't really, you know, on the first one, Taves cuts to the middle, gets him to open up at least a little bit. This one is one on the ice that kind of just beats him five hole. How much credit does Lecky deserve? Because I don't know if the graphic's ready, but I'm giving him king of the game over JT Comfort tonight. Maybe maybe you should throw up a poll and chat can tell me I'm wrong and they'll pick JT Comfort. I mean, uh, that assist that he made in the third yeah, period. Yeah, then we'll get to that. Yeah, was pretty awesome as well. But is, is this role sustainable for Lecky? Let me put it that way to you. Can he be a top-line player for the Avs indefinitely or is he in this role just short term until they get healthy. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I, I think that's really a thing that you have to look at and just say what lines are gelling, what's working right. Because I think he can either play on that second line or be that role player on the third line. Not meaning like, you know, you're not taking away minutes of course, or puck, right. puck in hand from McKinnon, but He's one of those guys that is a playmaker. That's more of his style. He's not really that goal scorer, but he is a playmaker. AJ, I get what you're saying, but I'm asking, can he be a 60-point guy for you this year? And I know he's been very hot. He's been very productive through the last stretch of the season. Is that sustainable for him? (laughs) Or is it it a, hey, we get that you're scoring, that's great, but that's not what we're asking you to do? I guess... The way I view his role is being like blended with the way that Bednar utilizes mm-hmm. him and being top sixy. And it's so it's like there are top line moments with top line talent around him, but that gets mixed up somewhere between the first and second line. And I think that's sustainable. Okay. And I think it relates to chemistry as well. Yeah. And maybe balance even too, depending on what the second line's needs are at the time. If they need a little bit more of the playmaking distribution um, versus the top line, that kind of thing. I like. I love the term "top sixty. Top sixty. <laughs> Gonna name my daughter Sixy. Can you bring <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Okay. So, no, no negatives at all for Lucky. It's all. It's all dope. Definitely tonight. I mean, a goal is a goal is a goal. It all shows oh, for up sure. the right They way. all count yeah. the same. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Uh, no take backsies on those. <laughs> Avs put themselves in a good position in that second period. Again, by far the most dominant when it comes to possession. I don't think they even gave up a shot until like 13 minutes into the period. Yeah. Uh, That's not the hockey you're going to get every night as any hockey team, but the hockey that you've become accustomed to. When the Avs are playing well, that's usually what it looks like. So, again, every little step here that feels like the Avs are taking toward getting back to the identity that we know they have... It's just they haven't been healthy enough to really show it. Yeah. Third period. One, are you guys happy with this third period? Little bit turtly, but, you know, that happens fairly often. Or did you want to see more aggression? I'm happy with it in that. <laughs> that is the, like, least happy. happy. <laughs> It's not as if it's without criticism, but I'm happy with it because the things that need to get done happen, and that's GT Comfort scoring a game-winning goal, and that puts them in the win column. And so, like, in terms of my... Yeah, I'm happy. They won as a result of the third period not coming up short, but it definitely 
there's room for criticism. Yeah, you you would hope that they would have built up the momentum that they had gained in the second period. Like that was the Avs' best period, and really to you know basically close down a team, you've got to carry that through the third. And I felt like very much at the end, they gave up a lot of chances. If you're playing a team that's not the Philadelphia Flyers, that's a great way to go into OT, even with a two goal lead. I mean. Philly had multiple chances at the end there with their pulled they goalie. Sure they had the sustained pressure down there. They were getting the pucks to the front of the net. Um, you know, it was one bad tip away or an Avs bad tip away from being tied up. You look at how early the Flyers pulled their goaltender, and it is kind of revealing how they felt about the third period <laughs> yeah. and their chances. And so I think that's something to keep in mind when we evaluate it, that yeah. they did let up just a little bit more than you'd probably like to see. And again, they won the game, so... They won. That's the Patrick Wall, though, right? Like, pull pull your goalie with five minutes left, whatever, yeah. It's hard to fault them too much when it's a W at the end of the night. Yeah. That fifth goal, well, let's talk about the Confer goal first. Early in the third, despite the lack of possession, capitalizing on your chances. It's very, very often the difference between winning and losing in the NHL. The Avs haven't done enough of it lately. They do it with Leckie and JT Comfer there. It's a great shot from Comfer. He gets put in a great position by Leckie. And you love to see that. Mm -hmm. Are are we free? Is the curse broken? Are we going to see some more steady goal scoring from... That's not even really the Avs' depth right now, but <laughs> at least some other options. Can that become an expectation now, at very least? What was that Buffalo score? Was it 6-0? 6-0. <laughs> <Yeah. Aye, aye, laughs> are, are you punting on that? But I think, it, I think it's one of those things where like, you, get, you gain that confidence that I don't have to look to the big guys to do the scoring. And just confidence in yourself that, yes, we can finish this. The big thing there, too, was Lecky, I mean, absolutely sells out to get that puck to JT Comfort. Knows he's going to take a big hit, yep. and he's going to be in a bad position making that pass, and does it. So, like, Lecky's game tonight, you, you feel good about where he's at in his recovery process, too. Yep. So He absolutely sacrificed his body to retrieve that puck, yeah. to even get it to Comfort in the first place, and... So you're right. I do feel comfortable with his health and the step forward he took in this game compared to the last. It's definitely trending in the right direction. That I do have more optimism than I suggested a second ago. <laughs> do want to bring it up? Have to bring it up as a negative. The time on ice oh. continues to be odd at the bottom of the forward core. Dryden Hunt played under four minutes tonight. McDonald four twenty four. Oh, that's an even. Sorry, Dryden Hunt probably like PK'd a little bit. Let me see. All, yeah, nope, he didn't. Dryden Dryden Hunt three fifty eight, TOI on the night, and that I think that time that they were on the ice was when it was three to one. Or, yeah, three to one. Yeah, with the uh, with yeah. the two goal lead. Yeah. So again, yes, the Avs won. They were essentially playing with ten forwards for this hockey game for the vast majority of it. They're I mean, getting there, away with it. <laughs> are, are there other options that could replace? The, like, if you're, I mean, I guess you can't do anything with Dryden Hunt, right? Like, he's. Yeah, he, right. You can't. He If you put him on waivers, yeah. he's getting claimed back, yeah. right? But 
It's almost been a month, though, right? So Rangers wouldn't have first dibs. He's probably still getting claimed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's a weird spot because you'd like to see better utilization there. But if I'm being honest, I just don't know that there's anyone Bednar would trust in that spot that the Avs have available to use more. So I'm trying to come up with a solution that isn't Avs just wait to get healthy. I mean, is the only, there one? Like, the only positive thing that you can take from that, it wasn't like four players getting super high in minutes and then everybody else down in the like 10, you know, nine minute area. Like it was actually, I, I looked at it pretty briefly, but it was pretty even, I want to say. Yeah. Like, the highest forward was Comfer or, and Lekkanen, both in 22-minute range. Yeah. Uh, I guess Miko played 23-48, so that was that's, a little bit more. But Yeah, it's a little bit more. McCarr and Taves were both at 24 and change, so it's not... I mean, that's low right. for... You know, You're not getting the, up into the yeah. ridiculous numbers. Yeah. So it's not that bad, but... So I guess you can live with two guys that are, are going to be playing sub-five minutes for right now. I guess. <laughs> Megan, Megan, would you use a different solution, or have you accepted the fate of the bottom forwards of this lineup right now? It's a little strange, the McDonald situation specifically. Like, I could see maybe the reluctance of Trident Hunt. I don't know if it's waiver-related for McDonald, sure. too, that they are reluctant to reassign him and, and keep some combination of Hunt England up and a different forward actually come up and play forward, or or what that's about. But... For that reason, because of what I'm assuming is a risk to the waiver wire, that is why I don't have an alternative recommendation that would address that. Okay. So the ads are kind of just stuck. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> By their own doing. Like, um, would McDonald get claimed? I don't think so, but I also didn't think Jason <laughs> Magna would get claimed, so. Man. In... You know, this is a short-term conversation. Erod should be coming back right, soon. Right, very short-term. I don't like it, but Curtis McDermott becomes an offense, an option defensively. And same role as McDonald, right? right? Can play both positions. So it's a conversation that if and when the Avs get healthy, it falls off your radar pretty quickly. Well, let me ask you a question before we move on from yeah. this topic just real fast. Is like... Should you even be concerned if he's going to get picked up on waivers right now? Like if, if he is supposed to be playing abs minutes, if that's the goal, right. And not just for the Eagles right now, if you're just thinking about the avalanche and he's playing sub five minutes, every game that he comes up, why not just take the chance to get somebody else? Like is the concern that there's no one else to replace yeah. him in that role? It's not the concern at forward is none. The concern is, he can play, he def play even if he's yeah. done so poorly, there is not much there <laughs> in the Avs organization. You don't want, yeah, D. you don't want to see the alternative, <laughs> but I forgot. I lost my train of thought there, but it's uh it would be a little bleak. And okay. Oh, the other, the thing is, I don't think McDonald has always looked like this um i feel like i recall better play from him just in briefer stints in call-ups in the past so it would be probably more of a loss but recently it has it would probably feel like less significant of a loss sure. but i think he has played better than this season definitely has yeah. been on the struggle bus a little bit this yeah. year I, I would agree with that and i this might be extrapolating things a little bit too far but 
if you do lose a Jacob McDonald, I think the Avs hand is almost forced to be looking at a seventh D, a Jack Johnson, a whatever, when it comes to the trade deadline. Something they might do anyway, but potentially something they could avoid, depending on sure. how things shake out. Yeah. Uh, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at Game Time. If you go down to the link in the description of this video, still think you should get a ticket from the party bus if you want, but if you don't do that... Game time can get you ticket words. <laughs> Game time can get you tickets for up to sixty percent off the regular price. So a great deal down there. Over over fifteen million people have used it. You can get the app today if you use the link below. It lets them know we sent you over there. So we get a little bit. You get a little bit. Everybody wins. It's dope. Again, go down in the description of the video or the podcast if that's how you listen. There you go. Yeah, yeah, showing you what it looks like over on Game Time. You can find a whole bunch of Avs tickets. You can click your section. They'll show you all the good stuff. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. When you use code DNVR to sign up over there, you can get a bet of $5 on any NHL team to win their next game. If they do, you win $150 in free bets, which you can then go spend on whatever you feel like. Win some more money. I'm two for two. I said I felt good about last game and this game, and the Avs won both, so... Feeling pretty good right now. Blaze hit all of his bets tonight. No, I don't think I hit. I hit two for sure. Two for sure. Did McCarr? Yeah, was, did McCarr get the third shot? I, think McCarr I don't know. McCarr only got two in. Let me look. Didn't get fast. the third one. Well, you know, two out of three. You're doing Ain't all bad. right. You're making money. You're doing all right there. Uh, of course, you can bet on whatever you want on DraftKings if hockey's two not shots. your betting game. So close. Yeah. You can of course bet on football. Betting against the Broncos is free money right now. Uh, betting on the Nuggets is maybe not the best idea at the moment either, but bet against them if, if that's what your heart feels. Uh, it must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And, of course, we have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. You get down into the nitty-gritty, the end of this game. They pull the goalie with over three and a half minutes left in the game, and they pretty quickly get that goal to bring it within one. First, any complaints on giving up that goal in the first place? And second, where were your confidence levels at, in the abs at at that point? <laughs> I didn't get a chance to rewatch how that goal was scored um yeah i still haven't seen if it got deflected either so, i think it was a deflection yeah yeah but i will say my confidence even after it happened was still high that they could weather this storm okay um but yeah not satisfied with the fact that it happened but didn't get to rewatch it to better say what yeah you don't like to see it. i mean like i i kind of hit on this already but just saying like you know you had that strong second especially at the end of the game when you've set yourself up so well, getting to a one goal game is pretty scary. Um, and it, it wasn't just that one chance that they scored. Like if, if they had cleaned it up and it was only that one chance and you know, the apps take care of business. Fine. That's why you score three goals, right? Rudo. Yeah. And that's the thing that I say. That's the thing that you say. <laughs> uh, really quick, Josh, if you're on the party bus tickets, will get delivered to you the day of, uh, you check in at the bar by 545, and that's when your tickets will get handed out. Yeah, but I just didn't like what you saw afterwards. I mean, again, they were, that was a razor's edge of, 
you know, tying the game up and going to OT. Yeah, there's a little bit of recent <laughs> anxiety about about that there, right? The Avs have uh, been sketchy lately <laughs> at, at doing things in regulation. Well, and you're looking at, you know, the upcoming schedule. Thursday, you play Buffalo, who has a ton of offense this year. Yep. That can score goals in bunches. They did tonight. They scored six goals. You've seen them do it multiple times this year. They don't have good defense right now, goaltending, whatever you want to say. Uh, it is a little bit of concern when you start looking at the schedule that's like right now, you know, because we're looking at what the abs are right now. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a little concerning seeing what you saw at the end of the game. I agree, but at the same time, I really felt quite good about the Avs defense, even in the third period. You know, I think the problem there is more they let off the gas and weren't pushing forward sure. and playing offense as much. But uh, I'm I'm trying to think of high quality chances for uh, who are they playing? I my brain just turned flyers. Off. Flyers, thank you. <laughs> I oh my god, I just completely shut down there. Uh, I'm trying to think of high quality chances. Yeah, probably for the Flyers. There was one where Kale McCarr gets caught up ice a little bit on a cherry picker, gets back just enough to maybe hassle him a little yeah. bit to get JBR to, to airmail it. And then there were a couple chances at the very end of the game where yeah. it felt a little bit dicey. Well, you, you had some pucks coming through the crease yeah. looking to get tipped. So in the moment at the end of the game, it felt sketchy, but as the game as a whole... Yeah. You will take that defensive performance almost every single night, really. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is is that your uh, your opponent, like you've hit the bottom of the opponent sure, you're going to play, sure. and now it's going to gradually go up. It goes up, up from there. <laughs> it's a fair point. And the, the thing about it is their defense is what it is right now. Byram and Manson aren't particularly close to coming back. They're actual defenders. You're going to get what you've been getting yeah. from. Can they get that consistent, better team defense now from these guys? We've seen it the last couple of games. Is that sustainable or is that an effort level that's going to see guys gas out a little bit? I think if this is the threshold that we're measuring from, it's sustainable, um, but it, it is definitely different from what we normally expect in, in many course, ways. But yeah. it, I mean, we've seen worse, even just in the distribution of minutes or among the decor, like you, you'd like to see it get down even lower, but I've seen it higher this season for like McCarr and Taves. And so mm -hmm. Hunt and England being able to eat up s over 10 minutes of that, which they are, is fine by me. Barely. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine by me. <laughs> Good enough, as they say. Uh, yeah, I definitely impossible to complain about any win right yeah. now for the Avs. Yeah. We want to go in, we want to analyze the game, what went right, what went wrong. But at the end of the day, who cares if they get the W? I mean, another positive thing that I saw too is like Sam Gerrard. It's starting sure. to look like the old Sam Gerrard. Every I'm, game that he's been playing, he's, the, it's getting a well, little better and better. It's looking better and better on the defensive side, Exactly, too. yes. Like, you're seeing him start to make those poke checks that you're yep. used to from him and getting pucks going the right direction, and that's where it's like, okay, yeah. this feels better. Uh, it, it is a funny sight when you see him in England out there yeah, right, with the, each other. Tom, Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, about as About as 
two different players as you can get <laughs> right there. Uh, lastly, Pavel Frantzosinet does give up the two goals. Obviously, the first one was super wacky. The second one, if it was deflected, hard to blame him on it. Yeah. Two solid performances in a row for him. It's just so, so important for teams to have confidence in their netminder. The way you play in front of a guy you're confident in Absolutely. is such a big difference. So credit there. Hopefully, Georgiev, when he comes back, looks good as well. We got a couple super chats here, and uh, and then we can move into our final thoughts, I guess. Two dollars from Degro, who says, "Still have Makar. I can sleep at night." <laughs> Sometimes it do be that easy. Yeah. Two dollars from Vaguely Sober, who says, "Back to back dubs for Lil Brizzy." <laughs> Let's go, DNBR. I love it. Uh, $2 from Kevin, who says Flyers played a good game. Avs just are better. Yep. Uh, I guarantee you John Tortorella was not happy with that Flyers second period, <laughs> but they played okay. Yeah. Is That's what it is. That's why you score three goals. <laughs> Should have just titled the show. That's why you score three <laughs> goals. <laughs> why you score three goals. Final thoughts, confidence, Lack of confidence going forward against Buffalo and, and beyond this week. I love me some Buffalo. You know this. It's going to be a good game. Um, no, the other thing that, you know, is awesome to see, like we've talked about, I don't think it's a big surprise that Frankie can play well. He's played well. Uh, we saw him last year in the playoffs. He played all the games against the Oilers, was outstanding during that that run. So, I mean... He needs that time. Now, if it's an extended amount of time, you get a little bit concerned, but you like to see go, him going back, Bednar going back to him right now. Yep. Um, I think it's just a, a boost of confidence for him as well, for Frankie. Everyone involved gets, what's, gets what they need, really. Yeah. So, Yeah. Megan, any other final thoughts? No, that's great. No thoughts. No just thoughts. dubs. That's what we're getting out of here with. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us tonight. We are off tomorrow. We'll be back, of course, for Thursday's game, so be sure to tune into that one. And then Saturday is Nashville and the party bus, so should be a good time. We appreciate all of y'all, and we will talk to you on the next one.